Welcome to Reclaimed Heritage, a place where we discuss traditional skills for the practical home. We're your hosts, Christy, Carrie, and Elaine. Long simmered broths also serve as the inspiration for one of the first restaurants in Europe. The word restaurant comes from the French word restorer, meaning, as you might guess, to restore. A man by the name of Boulanger opened the first restaurant in Paris in the 18th century, serving only broths and soups. His sign, the legend goes, read, Come to me, all who labor in the stomach, and I will restore you. From that sign, his shop became known as a restaurant, and soon any place dedicated to preparing meals on site and serving them to paying diners became known as a restaurant too. It all started with good broth. Excerpt from Broth and Stock from the Nourished Kitchen by Jennifer McRuther. This is season one, episode three, where we are discussing the benefits of bone broth. Yeah, so. kind of one of the ones that kicked it off, right? I think mm-hmm. sourdough and bone broth were the yeah. two that we were the most excited for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good timing. Yes. It's gold. It well, is not gold. today. Today's like spring. Last weekend was freezing. <laughs> yeah, we went from like minus 30 to mm-hmm. 60. It's whatever. the season for yeah. bone broth, though. It yeah. is. Yeah. For sure. Between being cold and having colds. Right? Mm-hmm. All the illnesses that are going mm-hmm. around. Mm-hmm. Definitely want to have bone broth on hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like we were talking a little bit earlier, but even when we have had like not great healthy food, it's still the thing that the people in my family seek, right? My husband wants like the hot water with a mm-hmm. bullion cube in comfort. it. The comfort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't have any of the lovely nutritious no. benefits, but it's still what they're seeking. Yes. So, yeah. So we'll talk about some this history of bone broth mm-hmm. first, which we all read different books for this um, podcast episode on bone broth and we'll do another one, but none of them really overlapped. It was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. We all had very, very different information. Um, so mine actually gave a great history of bone broth, which I thought was interesting. As soon as I started reading it, it kind of brought to mind like all the movies and the books that we have that we're familiar with. And mm-hmm. there's bone broth on them. And we don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. But it just talked about how like the long simmered broths were, you know, what started the first restaurants. And we, we talked about that in the cold open. And our cold open came from Broth and Stock from the Nourished Kitchen by Jennifer McGruther. And, you know, I thought it was super interesting that broth and specifically bone broth is what started the very first restaurant. And that's what became mm-hmm. super popular is all these travelers with not very much money and, you know, in poor health but like mm-hmm. needing the strength to make these journeys and to do their work as they travel mm-hmm. were sustained by bone broth. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. But when we were thinking about it, we were talking about um, like the Buckstone Soup, which, you know, is kind of <laughs> funny. Or any of the old movies where, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm thinking of like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves with mm-hmm. like the cauldron type pot mm-hmm. over the yeah. fire. It's in, I mean, we've seen it in like the Hobbit movies or... Mm-hmm. Any good BBC Any good. with a pub scene or you know, <laughs> right? like something. With a bar scene, yeah. yeah. And they just come into the bar and they like are directed to help themselves mm-hmm. to this pot of whatever. But in these books, we found out like the pot of whatever is bone broth mm-hmm. or bone stock, however mm-hmm. you want to say it. And they would just add whatever. So leftover vegetables, meat from, mm-hmm. you know, meals that had been served that had leftover bones. Right. And then they mix it with 
bread. We even were talking about um, like the old cathedrals, like the mm-hmm. Catholic cathedrals mm-hmm. or um, there's another word, but like the monasteries. That's what they would serve, the, mm-hmm. the poor people who mm-hmm. would come and need to be fed from the church. Right. These giant pots of bone broth that they just kept going all the time. So pretty interesting how like we went from the historical component of it's everywhere mm-hmm. to it's nowhere. But then we we were convenient. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But it was really good. So Elaine, I think you have the list. Like it was interesting to read or you were sharing with us like all the things Mm -hmm. that we actually are super familiar with where the base is. Right. Right. Bone broth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you can see it all around the world. Um, Like, for instance, in French cuisine, all those delicious Mm -hmm. sauces are broth based. Many Asian, African cultures, they begin their day with broth in their porridge, which is like something yeah. we would never, I mean, I, in our family, we don't mm-hmm. think of putting broth, uh, you know, in an oatmeal in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you have, I mean, who doesn't love miso soup? Mm-hmm. Right. You know, in Japanese cuisine, you have matzo ball soup, which mm-hmm. is a chicken-based broth in the Jewish culture. Um, even ramen. I mean, if you mm-hmm. not only the package ramen from the grocery <laughs> store, but if you go to a good ramen uh-huh. shop and the, you're going to have that broth that's been cooking for hours and hours with pork bones. I mean, uh-huh. you just see broth all over the world and um, it's attributed a lot to health and the uh-huh. longevity of these different cultures that it's so integrated uh-huh. into their cuisine. Uh-huh. Well, it's crazy because like our, you know, I think every teenager goes to the phase of loving ramen noodle soup, mm-hmm. the kind that's in the package that everybody or that the bullion cube, but all they're doing is just trying to recreate that right. umami mm-hmm. flavor, which is what's mm-hmm. found naturally. That is the flavor in mm-hmm. bone broth. Right. So without the MSG. Yeah. Without the MSG. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, I found it interesting. We were watching um, Edwardian Farm not mm-hmm. that long ago. Yeah. And um, when they were doing a football game, they they break to, to regain their strength. They gave them beef tea, mm-hmm. which was oh, yeah. beef oh, yeah. broth, yeah. to re-energize them to yep. continue their game. I'm imagining like what would happen if you know NFL caught wind and instead of it being like Gatorade, we have beef tea. Right. We're pause for a moment for some beef tea. <laughs> I love it. But these books, awesome. though, like it is kind of trendy. I mean, yeah. the I think the paleo keto, keto. Mm-hmm. movement really carnivore, pushed carnivore, all of it, yeah, like needing needing that fulfillment. I mean, some of those things like you can't have coffee and tea on some mm-hmm, of them, mm-hmm. and bone broth in the morning. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine like making like you said oatmeal with bone broth? Now I'm kind of intrigued. <laughs> Maybe it's delicious and we're missing I out. Know. I don't know. I've made grits with bone bone broth, really? but I don't. I don't do. Um, I don't do sweet typically in the morning. I do more savory. So savory oatmeal and savory grits. Hmm. So never a Krispy Kreme donut? Am I hearing? I mean, not (laughs) not usually for me. I mean, now, not that my other family... I have fallen off the, you know, gluten-free horse through COVID a couple times. And yeah. if I'm going to fail, it's going to be a donut. True. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, yeah. So, but you, okay, so I'm the newest of the three of us to mm-hmm. making bone broth. Um, you have made it for many years, years and you prefer to use it for soups. Mm-hmm. 
and you've been making it for a while. Mm -hmm. But what is the reason? Like, what was the reason that you started making bone broth? Uh, Reason for me, um, heavily, I've always just done it because it's been, we had leftover bones Mm -hmm. and I was able to stretch a meal. So it's just been convenience as far as that. I didn't have to go out and shop for anything. It was um, with homeschooling. Sometimes it's nice to have two meals in one. Mm -hmm. And so if you're serving the meat and you know you're going to use the bones later for soup, then your day is kind of planned. Um, but for me, I started on the gluten-free trail because I was suffering from migraines two and three times a week, severe, severe migraines and, um, found I had a magnesium deficiency when I saw a naturopath and it was easy to take a supplement for, but I started looking into ways that I could change my diet to help. So where I wasn't having the expense of a Mm -hmm. supplement and just ways that I could get it into my system other ways. And it was extremely helpful. Not only that, with but with the amino acids. And I've continued it now. I um, love the collagen as I'm mm-hmm. aging and closer mm-hmm. to 50 than <laughs> 30. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah, the collagen benefits. And for me, the amino acid benefits are immense. I used to have leaky gut before I went gluten-free. There were a lot of things that I suffered from that in my family it was just very normal we didn't know we just caught a funny tummy when i explained that to my naturopath right. was funny like tummy. funny tummy funny tummy mm. is not actually like something not you should be dealing with on a daily basis so um it just was a given then like with going gluten-free the the stark difference between good food and not so good food yeah so, and how i felt yeah and has it helped with your headaches Oh, yeah, immensely. I, it was a combination of both, so who knows one, right? if one was better than the other. But, um, yeah, I went from three migraines a week to I don't know, one a year, two a year. Wow, that's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, we've talked a little, like, it's interesting that you talk about, like, your leaky gut and healing your funny tummy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of what drove me to bone broth. And I know with Elaine, like, your husband, you wanted to mm-hmm. give him some tools to help. Mm-hmm. with his gut also but yeah I don't know that I really was familiar with like leaky gut terminology or what that looks like until probably mm-hmm. a year ago and then realized like through some bad medical treatments I had received combined with just the average American diet mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right like if you're just eating average food right. your chances of having leaky gut are really high mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. for a lot of people you I think you can go a long time without realizing it which was my case but then yeah when you start to do things that should make you feel better mm-hmm. and they don't, mm-hmm. and you have to get to the root cause of it. And you sometimes feel worse. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it makes it worse. So it was really interesting because the, you know, they talk about the collagen trans is transformed into that gelatin. And that is so healing to the the intestinal lining. But it's all, I mean, it's not an mm-hmm. overnight thing and yeah. making sure that you're not harming yourself by taking in too much or the mm-hmm. wrong kind and so it's been interesting like mm-hmm. we've, we've just had to read through a lot of material to come up with plan me- moving forward instead mm-hmm. of winging it so for me it just started with an extra rotisserie chicken carcass from costco that yeah i randomly boiled and was shocked to find this giant <laughs> gelatinous mm-hmm. crazy mess after i put it mm-hmm. like you know in the refrigerator and i don't know 
But again, it wasn't anything that I remember seeing in our homes. Like mm-hmm. we talked about that before. I'm sh- it I was know the stuff she you knows. threw away. Like it's the fat. What teenager the opens up the fridge too. and is like, oh, if I cook that up, right. it's going to taste delicious. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. and if you're cooking chicken breast, mm-hmm. right, which is mm-hmm. low fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And if you have, like, if you're cutting the fats off of everything and you're deboning everything, mm-hmm. like we love to buy boneless wings, mm-hmm. you know, then you don't have mm-hmm. any of that stuff that... It's the convenience and ease mm-hmm. part it is. It. it is. Yeah. It was very, yeah, eye-opening. So as soon as I had this gelatinous mass, I called the two of you like, you will not believe. And the <laughs> girls are like, are you serious? <laughs> like, where have you been? Yeah. Have you never and I'm like, I always before? throw my bones yeah. in the trash can and we're all like... Cow number five. Well, it was when you had asked me, that made like, me cringe. When, you, when you cook chicken drumsticks, do you have to save that broth yeah. that's at the bottom of the pan? Yeah. Yes? Yep. But Not even, me. But for me, where it started, which I think you alluded a little bit was, and I talked about this in our earlier episode, when we had to tighten the belt and mm-hmm. I had to feed a family mm-hmm. healthy, nutritious food, it was cheaper to buy a whole chicken, mm-hmm. and then I knew mm-hmm. I could get broth out mm-hmm. of that whole chicken yeah and honestly i remember one time i had cooked i was doing bulk cooking and i cooked three whole chickens and i took the meat off and i took all three of the carcasses to make one bone broth and my husband thought it was the best thing he had ever tasted it was wow. so it was dark dark brown mm-hmm. it was rich it was delicious and he was like do that always do that <laughs> yeah but it, it is amazing mm-hmm no, we had the same experience, though, where I saved the mm-hmm. stuff that you're talking about, and I made chicken soup, which I've made before. It's nothing new, but my right. whole family was like, Mom, this is the best, best chicken soup, soup you've ever made. What'd you do differently? And I'm like, huh. I didn't use the box stock from uh-huh. Aldi or Walmart. It was the the bone broth. So right. Right. I know, then I was kind of hooked. Mm-hmm. I would love to park on something that you said, Christy, mm-hmm. for a moment, which was you started to allude to the gut health. Mm-hmm. Just recently, and I think this would be good for even just for our listeners, Mm -hmm. how to recognize that you have gut issues. So one of my goals in the bone broth, actually my 2023 goal is to fix my husband's Mm -hmm. gut health in many different ways. We didn't know we had gut health issues, but when we started looking through the list, like bloating, like Mm -hmm. if you're bloating when you're eating, could be a gut issue. Skin disorders, like Mm -hmm. eczema, Mm -hmm. gut issue. Mm -hmm. Headaches. Mm -hmm. The ironic thing about the headaches is my husband was getting headaches, and because he has headaches, he takes ibuprofen, which I was reading some of these books, (laughs) one in particular. um, Ibuprofen is one of the major contributors to having a leaky gulp. So you have high-processed foods. Um, Ibuprofen, if you have been on antibiotics Mm -hmm. often in your life, that adds to it. Yeah, so these are things to look look for because mm-hmm. he's been frustrated over the past few years, not understanding why is he feeling this way. And the doctors really don't have the answers. They're just, you know, putting a Band-Aid on it and they're not really solving the issue. So I know you have some, you've done some gut healing. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could explain, explain a little bit about that. Um, for me, it was going gluten-free, adding supplements and adding bone broth, nutrient-dense foods. I was going to read this from... Nourishing Broth by uh, Kayla Daniel, Dr. Kayla Daniel. In healthy bodies, glutamic acid is normally normal, necessary, and doesn't act like MSG in the body. Unfortunately, in unhealthy individuals, problems may arise. The problem develops when the glutamine gets past the blood-brain barrier and is metabolized to glutamate. 
In healthy individuals, this does not happen willy-nilly, but is tightly controlled by the body. Glutamine is supposed to convert as needed to either glutamate, which can excite neurons, or to GABA, which is, has a calming effect. Both are needed by the body and the brain. The glutamine found naturally in healthy foods, such as homemade bone broth, should not be a problem, but all bets are off if MSG in the diet has led to glutamate buildup and brain damage. So it, it happens. Mm-hmm. I reacted to MSG early on in my, like that was probably what we called funny tummy mm-hmm. a lot of times. Right. And it wasn't a problem when I was younger. It was as I got older and I'm caring mm-hmm. for more and more mm-hmm. people that mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe this isn't normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe I need to see somebody. Right. But it really was the migraines that ended up getting me there. But it improved mm-hmm. everything for me. Well, I'm super curious to try it because in all of the books, they actually talk about this effect. So the MSG, the G is the same. The G in MSG mm-hmm. is the same amino acid that's released, that mm-hmm. glutamate or glutamide, glutamine. But that if you have MSG in your body and you have leaky gut, mm-hmm. you potentially are going to end up with migraines. Mm-hmm. Now, they say that's if you do like the low and slow, if you're doing it for 24 hours, like the longer you cook mm-hmm. it, the more it's released. So. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to try a 24-hour one right off the bat and see how mm-hmm. I react to it. Mm-hmm. And then if I have a reaction to go back and do like a four-hour slow mm-hmm. meat broth mm-hmm. instead of bone broth. Because you have to build up. Build up. Mm-hmm. Like I think I might, I may be maybe more like your husband where I'm mm-hmm. going to be drinking four-hour meaty broths instead of like bone mm-hmm. broths for the 24 hours. Right. But it's interesting that you could have like a window into your gut health just mm-hmm. by a 24-hour bone broth mm-hmm. and see how you respond. So, And I gravitate towards the first the first set of stock that I make. They use stock yeah. and broth interchangeably in a lot of the mm-hmm. books that we read. But um, I, what I prefer to drink would be the first little bit. The so your more first... gelatinous, mm-hmm. the more... Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be... So when you say you're first, so it was really interesting because we were hoping for clarity between stock and broth, mm-hmm. and these books did not offer it. No. They all, one was like adamant that broth is the short cook mm-hmm. and stock's the long meat or right. the long bone cook, and mm-hmm. then the other, the very next book said the opposite. So mm-hmm. you'll hear us use them inter- interchangeably, mm-hmm. and we're hoping to always reference it by short and long mm-hmm. so that you know what we mean and the difference. Um, I haven't done any short. I've no. only done long. And I almost always do short, and then I do a second go round, which I'll use in um, less savory dishes that we're having. I'll use it to make bread. I'll use it for, yeah, as like a filler. But I don't typically use it if it's something I'm going to make gravy out of or anything. I use the, what I call stock, which is a short. (laughs) Is a short Mm -hmm. one for you. Do you drink it? Have you you Mm -hmm. just had it straight? Mm -hmm. And do you like it? I don't straight. You don't strain it. I don't always strain it. Oh, I just heat it no. up out of the out of the freezer. Okay, throw back to previous episodes. My texture <laughs> problems. Like this is a hard no. I strain mine like three times. I can't oh, wow. even. It really. It's yeah. No, I I won't even just use a metal mesh. I use metal mesh with either cheesecloth in it or paper towels. I in have it one to, of like, my kids who it. loves when there's like chicken skin in it. It's oh, no. like like getting wow. the prize. Wow. <laughs> So I'm I impressed. leave mine a little, yeah, 
closer to. Got to chew while you drink <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. No, it does take me a very long time. Maybe some at some point I'll get up to that level. But but yeah, so let's talk about like what we're looking for. If we if you want to do if you want to start one, right? Can we just use any bones? Are we hunting for specific bones? Well, it depends what you have access to. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm the person at the table who doesn't live in a farm. So I'm going to be buying them mm-hmm. either from a butcher or sometimes from the store. So you can start with just um, a whole chicken. You can get it from Aldi. I mean, I've done it. You mentioned it. Rotisserie chicken from Costco. I've mm-hmm. done it. If we've bought it, mm-hmm. we're going to cook it up and use the bone yep. broth from that. Those are great because mm-hmm. I have kids who are obsessed. They're my gym, the gym kids, yes. right? Who love the Costco <laughs> rotisserie chickens, but they don't pick them clean. Mm-hmm. Like they, yeah. they do a good job, but there's still a lot of meat on there. But I don't know that it's meat that I'm going to dig in and mm-hmm. like feed people. So right. then I don't feel wasteful when I'm using the carcass mm-hmm. and all that meat left on it. Have you done bone? Have you done beef broth? Yeah, or mostly chicken. Mostly You've done chicken. Beef. Yeah. yeah. I don't have cows. Yeah. yeah. It's harder for me to get that. Well, and I've done ham, ham bone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's interesting because in the grocery store when you go, I can get catch me if I if I'm missing the the meat cuts, but like I can get a Boston butt, mm-hmm. and that's got a huge pork bone in it, mm-hmm. or any spiral ham mm-hmm. that you buy yes. has a huge pork yeah. bone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can get bone in chicken all day long, mm-hmm. but if I'm at the grocery store buying mm-hmm. beef, mm-hmm. what cut are you buying that right. has large beef bones in it? When we have ours processed, we I have yeah them. you ask right, for the bones. Same, for the bones. I do the so same it's thing. Very different for me. But if we have a steak, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a little tiny bone. Maybe you can right, that's, ribeye or what are you going to do with that? It would be hard, yeah. though, to like be at a grocery store and just come up mm-hmm. with straight beef bones. So I don't buy beef at the grocery store. I know you. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Right. So I have no input. Like, that's it what I was just thinking. Like, been it's 20 not this is easy plus to years. Get beef broth. I have not made beef broth. Yeah. There's no yeah. avenue to unless I start. We're going to start buying a portion of a cow until we well, get around it. We take a few yeah. cows in this month. So maybe mm-hmm. I can help you girls out with that. Well, I think we're going to contact the local butcher shop. So this would be what mm-hmm. we would recommend. Mm-hmm. That every time I go pick up the cows mm-hmm. and Christy, the same thing, they were mm-hmm. getting them today. Those butcher shops, they throw them out. They, them they don't out. want them. Mm-hmm. Unless when you send your cows in, you request the bones back, you're not going to get them back. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. just pitch it. They do, they have the huge like Home Depot yeah. trash cans mm-hmm. that take the big bags. And they uh, our butcher shop is like wide open they're very transparent and they are right. they're processing the meat in front of you um some people may not like that i love yeah. seeing how clean it is Same. how they work together but they are filling these giant trash cans with they are bones and i was just like ah. well and until yeah. i moved out i probably never would have thought about it so when we lived in the suburb i would have just thought all meat is really like mass market like it's going to be these giant mm-hmm. cattle farms mm-hmm. and that's where it's coming from and it wasn't until we moved out and got cows that I realized we're surrounded by like 20 local butcher shops mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. are doing anywhere from a cow for a mm-hmm. family to like 50 for a local rancher who's not going to do a mess. Mm-hmm. So check it out. Like go online and just Google and see if you can find right. a local butcher shop that you could get bones from. Mm-hmm. Any of those relationships aren't mm-hmm. going to – they're, they're going to be beneficial because it's somebody that you know – if times get tough and you need mm-hmm. somebody Absolutely. close where you can reach out, then well, and the bone the bones are always cheaper than organs mm-hmm. or meat of any kind, mm-hmm. and you're still getting lots of benefit mm-hmm. from it. What we haven't done that I want to do is check out 
some of the Asian markets mm-hmm. because the Asian markets tend to have cuts of meat that mm-hmm. mainstream markets mm-hmm. don't have. And I bet that's where we're going to find mm-hmm. some of our more like gelatinous cartilage filled. Well, easily the chicken feet, like mm-hmm. chicken feet aren't anything I've ever used. I've, I, either, we have yeah. processed chickens for mm-hmm. 10, 15 years and I that just got tossed. And then I read through nourishing traditions again and um, was like, huh, wonder what, I mean, my kids bought some on a missions trip and brought them back as a joke. Like, yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, like, look, mom, what they sell over there that we pitch, you know, but um, I, I would have never used them. But mm-hmm. now I've been talking to some of the farmers around us and they're like, oh, yeah, you'd never believe the benefits of of those. And I'm like, oh, OK, well, OK, I can be convinced. Expensive. It, it is. is. And all the, I even mean, at Costco, it is. Even at Costco, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's, I think it's a recommendation of almost every current trending mm-hmm. lifestyle or Anything diet, however you want to say. Mm-hmm. Trim Healthy Mama, right. mm-hmm. they've yeah. been collagen supplement based forever. Mm-hmm. The ke- yeah. Like putting it in your coffee, mm-hmm. the, the bullet coffees, all of those yep. kind of things. You're typically adding some form of collagen or, yeah. And sometimes, I mean, if you're really careful and you're buying all beef collagen, which you can. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. But if you're just buying run-of-the-mill collagen and you don't know where that comes from, you mm-hmm. should Google it. You might not eat it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't it's... Google it. You won't eat anything. <laughs> Starvation yeah. diet. Right. Yeah. Oh, right. My so, But it's interesting because it's just from that bone broth, the, that cartilage, the collagen that comes out of there, mm-hmm. which is so good, like we talked about, for your mm-hmm. gut and then for your skin. I mean, mm-hmm. collagen for your skin, we've heard about right. my whole entire life. Mm-hmm. So, and not all of us can go. And as an aging lady, it. I would say no. That's yeah. not that's not anything I'm going to do, but mm-hmm. I notice if I'm eating healthy and making sure I get enough of that in, um, cellulite isn't showing as much and things that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, if we're looking for bones and if you don't butcher your own or mm-hmm. unfamiliar with it, you might not know that you're looking for bone marrow. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, you know, if you're buying the the carcass, the rotisserie chicken, you're mm-hmm. using the carcass from Costco, you're not going to really see the marrow because it's, obviously it's inside the bones. Right. But if you're at a butcher shop mm-hmm. and you have access to that, you want those big, bright white bones mm-hmm. with like all the marrow, all on, the the marrow on the inside. Mm-hmm. And well, you talked about the ham. Like the, mm-hmm. that is the kind of the thing you're looking for, a big knuckly looking yep. mm-hmm. bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that's a joint. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Any shoulder, yeah. knee, feet. We were reading a lot about like yes. anything in the feet has a lot of the cartilage mm-hmm. between all of the, the bones and tissue. Which helps your joints. It's mm-hmm. kind of strange joints. and yeah. only joints. God could design that. <laughs> I mean, right. like, but it is. I'm mm-hmm. curious if you can call your local grocer, mm-hmm. the butcher area, if they have that available. I mean, I keep seeing in these books that they mm-hmm. say, go to your retail store. I mean, mm-hmm. I have I have yet to do that. Mm-hmm. I'll have I to don't... go to Meyer and say, hey, do yeah. you have these? I don't know. So like Walmart doesn't have a butcher, mm-hmm. you know, does Aldi. And depending upon where you are, every grocery store is mm-hmm. that, you know, every chain is different based right. on where they are. But um, Giant Eagle a long time ago, they used to like cut the meat the way you wanted it. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they had some of that behind the right. counter. Kroger does. Kroger has a butcher you can talk, yeah. talk mm-hmm. with and ask. I mean, they actually are very knowledgeable, knowledgeable typically. Um, those are men retire from those jobs typically. It's... Yeah, it's a trade. It's not mm-hmm. something we look oh, at as a trade, but it really is. 
And I think I keep hearing a consistent theme of localism. So if you yeah. can find a local source, a butcher, someone who has a farm, mm-hmm. um, there's a butcher out our way. We've ordered turkeys from them before. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to check them out. Getting a local source is better mm-hmm. if you Absolutely. can do it. You know? But if not, just at your regular uh-huh. grocery right. store. And you, what did you, you were reading in one of your books where somebody was talking about it being, you know, grass fed. Like so mm-hmm. much that we have read the in these books is, that I mean, grass fed. When you're emphasizing health, of course, you're wanting to go as healthy as you possibly can. But it doesn't have to be grass fed. That mm-hmm. is right. very rare and uber expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So our our cows are as healthy as we can possibly get them. They are pasture raised until the very end. But even the non-GMO feed is crazy expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And we're concerned about those things and and definitely keeping our eye on it, but we need to be able to afford it as well. So we don't eat exclusively organic and I like to say we we pray over our food. <laughs> Yeah, but it was good because all the books that I read talked about how it had to be organic, grass-fed bones. And no, again, if you can get them, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. But wow, like it's hard enough just to find beef bro- beef mm-hmm. bones. Right. I can't imagine then mm-hmm. looking for grass organic, fed. grass-fed. Yeah. Like if you live where we live, it's no half, you know, a quarter of the year. Like that's the cost mm-hmm. to do that is... Well, the age of those cows in order to be butcher ready Mm -hmm. and and, um, all of that, you know, you have to find the happy medium between the big agribusiness and then that's why the local is is more important. Mm -hmm. We know what goes into ours and we're Mm -hmm. eating it. So when we sell it to somebody, we're... Right. Well, and it's back to being practical, Mm -hmm. which is what our focus has been the whole time is just not making it difficult and... Anybody can do it. So we're always trying to keep the joy in yeah. <laughs> serving and feeding our families. Right. Yeah. Yes. To be joyful. All right, ladies, let's get practical mm-hmm. with what do we need to get started? So what's your basic equipment for making bone broth? Uh, bones. Bones is good. <laughs> Water. <Okay>. Ingredients, equipment. <laughs> All right. What am I putting in? What am I putting those bones in? Uh, I've well, used a stock pot. Okay, I use an instant pot for okay. the most part. This is a recent thing. Yeah, and I'm a, a crock pot thing. girl, so I use a yeah. crock pot. It's it's if I'm there, I can use a stock pot. If I'm going yeah. for short, I go for a stock pot. Okay, yeah. I've not done agreed. Short, yeah. so that would be agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The low and slow, totally crock pot all the way. Mm-hmm. But if I'm going to be there and I'm wanting it for dinner that night or the next day, then typically. And if you're in a pot. rush, the instant pot will give you a long simmer result in a short amount of time okay so have you compared mm-hmm. like a 24-hour cook in either a stock pot crock pot to your like instant pot to see the flavor like have you done okay. identicals i have to not see? done a side-by-side comparison okay. but it is not light and weak Blind oh, taste okay. Testing. Okay, right. <laughs> so with the instant pot um it's i believe it's about 120 minutes on high pressure and then it's 120 minutes on low pressure. Okay. And that will give, and then it's like 15 minutes to natural release. And that will be good bone broth. Now, there was um, a recent incident where I had sick people. My in-laws were sick. And I were gonna, was going to bring them bone, bone broth. And I went from a frozen whole chicken in the morning to bone broth for them for dinner, like all through my Instant Pot, like cooking the wow. frozen chicken and then taking the meat off and then running through that process. And 
they had bone broth for dinner, which was, I mean, huge. Yeah, that's awesome. To be able to do that. Mm-hmm. I will compare them. I will do it. No, I'm just curious because I have week. an Instant Pot and I love my Instant Pot, but I've not used uh-huh. it for bone broth. Yeah. I've that's only good. done Crock-Pot. <laughs> I've done ham bone in the Instant I'm Pot. It's good. Not because <laughs> you don't own one. <laughs> So okay. we're going to fix that for I'm you. happy to <laughs> not be part of that cult. Maybe well, some of our listeners have an extra one and they're going to feel so badly yeah. for you that they just want to send it to you. That's right. That's right. It's okay. <laughs> My goodness. So we yeah. have stock pot. If you're going to send me anything, pot. how about yeah. a dishwasher? <laughs> right? Yeah, oh, right. Gosh, for sure. Yeah. She doesn't mean another kid. No. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so stock pot, yep. crock pot, or instant, instant pot, pot. Mm-hmm. any of it. What do you cook your stock pot on, by the way? Like, do you keep it on low? Very low, yeah. Because the goal is that you goes. don't want it to boil. Right. This is true. You want it to simmer. Yeah. Which is why I switched out of my stock pot. We got a new stove, mm-hmm. and even the lowest setting is still, it's still too out, high. Out, it's yeah. too high. So okay. I had to go to a crock pot, mm-hmm. and then I discovered the instant pot. Okay, so. yeah. So no boil. All right, we mm-hmm. got our bones. Mm-hmm. You need a strainer. Uh, yeah. I mm-hmm. typically, I like the just bones. Um, now I oh, will yeah, add, yeah, yeah. I will add celery or mm-hmm. onion or um, carrots if I have them. I typically, like if something's going to go bad in the fridge, we'll stash stuff in a gallon size freezer bag and stick it right there in the upstairs freezer. And then once I have enough and I'm doing mm-hmm. stock, I'll add veggies, bay leaf, peppercorns. Yeah, I've only done the basic. So the basic recipe, mm-hmm. whether it was beef or poultry, I've not done. I've not done this concoction with pork because I use my pork for something very different mm-hmm. typically. But it's bones, mm-hmm. whatever you've got mm-hmm. with meat mm-hmm. on them, uh, carrots, celery, mm-hmm. onion, peppercorn, and bay leaf. That seems to run the gamut, and mm-hmm. I think every book that we've read, that's like yeah. the base Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. now i've not done just meat so Mm -hmm. i'm really curious i do just want to try the meat because that flavoring it is delicious and Mm -hmm. i would say it's like if someone thinks of a bouillon cube Mm -hmm. that is the flavor you get from that Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. concoction Mm -hmm. or store-bought chicken stock yeah it's that onion celery um, right typically it's garlic um but you don't i never add garlic Mm -hmm. it will the entire thing will just taste like garlic. So anytime yeah. I'm freezing any sauces or anything or stock, I do not include the garlic until I'm Yeah, that's in every it. recipe. They all say don't put yeah, garlic right. or salt, actually, in a lot of them. I they say salt after. Yeah. Yeah. A lot I put of real salt, salt in mine just a little mm-hmm. bit, but I, yeah. Did you say apple cider vinegar? Apple yes. cider. So okay. yeah, yeah. Apple, I didn't, wine. but you're right. Mm-hmm. Apple cider yep. vinegar or wine mm-hmm. for the acidic factor, which is supposed to help to release the minerals and mm-hmm. the vitamins the from the bones. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a couple recipes recommend actually you put the bones in with no water and put your vinegar like on top mm-hmm. and let them sit for 15 minutes first and then add your water. So you just want to make sure everything's covered with water. There's no magical amount. It's just whatever you've got in there, mm-hmm. cover it with water, Yeah, cook it for minimum four hours really mm-hmm. up mm-hmm. to 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And I've done 24 hours three times with the same bones until my bones are a little powdery at the mm-hmm. end. But, but yeah, your first cook yeah. is going to be your highest, right. most gelatinous yield. And then when you're done, strain it. So you definitely need a strainer mm-hmm. unless you're Christy and then you can drink. I strain it. I just heavily <laughs> strain it. <laughs> I like little if you like to chew bits while of you yumminess drink, don't in strain there. it. <laughs> I, I triple filter because I don't want anything in it. Nothing. I'm a ball jar girl. Mm-hmm. I've been freezing Same. in ball jars, but you can only fill up. 
you can't fill it very full freezer at all. Freezer space. Well, and yeah. freezer space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do the half gallon ball jars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's typically what I do. Yeah. You can do freezer bags. I've I have done, done that. that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You just got to make sure that your broth is very cool yes. before you do that right. or... And your kids don't experience. just chunk them into no. the freezer because then you pull out like C-shaped yeah. bags that are stuck around mm-hmm. something. Then you got to use whatever that is for dinner too. <laughs> yeah, mine wasn't cool. And I'm like, I was so thrilled. It was like my second batch ever. And I'm like pouring it in by the ladle mm-hmm. and it's coming out oh, the no. bottom because it melted by plastic bags. So, and it wasn't hot, but it wasn't cold. <laughs> it, it needs and I'm to be like, cool. Okay, so listen, cool broth if you're doing it in bags. <laughs> the advantage though is if you freeze them flat, they stack yeah. really mm-hmm. well. You can get mm-hmm. more in your freezer. For mm-hmm. sure. If it's cold. Yes. It's and cold. not hot. <laughs> all right. So the game plan for the week is we're all going to do basic. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to try different cook times. I want to mm-hmm. see the flavor mm-hmm. profile mm-hmm. difference. And I want to see if it's going to be gut And I'm going to look and see if I can hook you up with some beef bones here. Yes. So you guys yeah. can do yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm going to side by side. It's yeah, pot versus hot. crock pot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Be good. See what the deal is. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us today. And we hope you're looking forward to when we are together again next week. Um, I'm very anxious to see how my gut responds mm-hmm. to all the bone broth, the short and the long. And um, yeah. Yeah. It'll be good. Yep. And in the meantime, you can join us on Instagram where we'll post pictures of our progress and what we're doing this week. Um, Also, YouTube, if you'd like to watch or you can listen wherever you'd like to listen to your podcasts. Mm -hmm. And please, please, if you enjoyed listening, share with a friend, a family member, just get it out there. (laughs) Give us a five star review. That would be awesome. We appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks.